Welcome to Backstory, the show that explains the history behind today's headlines. I'm Brian Ballow. I'm Joanne Freeman. I'm Nathan Connolly. If you're new to the podcast, we're all historians, and each week we explore the history of one topic that's been in the news. Let's start this episode off the coast of Chile, near the southern tip of South America, where a great white whale was known to ram boats and terrorize sailors in the beginning of the 19th century. As legend has it, that whale sunk anything that crossed its path, collecting over 100 ships at the bottom of the ocean floor. <laughs> Joanne, I'm breaking into a cold sweat because I think I read this novel in high school. No, Brian, this is not movie dick. We're actually talking about mocha dick, a real white whale that's regarded as one of the major inspirations behind Herman Melville's classic Moby Dick. And although rumors of Mocha Dick struck fear in the hearts of sailors in the whaling industry, it didn't gain widespread prominence until 1839, when an epic account of slaying the albino beast was published in a New York literary magazine, which was read by none other than Herman Melville. Uh, when I first heard about Mocha Dick, I was wondering why a white whale would be named for something that we usually associate with chocolate. That's scholar Hester Bloom. But it's the island of Mocha off the coast of Chile. And stories had circulated among whalers and other ships in the 1810s, 1820s, about this white whale that was known to be covered with barnacles and ferocious and an old bull with a distinctive spout. And then in 1839, Mocha Dick became better known to the American public more generally in a an account of his life and his death at the hands of a whale ship in a story called Mocha Dick, published in a New York literary magazine called The Knickerbocker and written by a man named Jeremiah Reynolds. This renowned monster, who had come off victorious in a hundred fights with his pursuers, was an old bull whale of prodigious size and strength. From the effect of age, or more probably from a freak of nature, a singular consequence had resulted. He was white as wool. Viewed from a distance, the practiced eye of the sailor could only decide that the moving mass which constituted this enormous animal was not a white cloud sailing along the horizon. In short, regard him as you would, he was a most extraordinary fish or, in the vernacular of Nantucket, a genuine old sog of the first water. Now, the um, account that ended up getting published in um, the Knickerbocker, um, I gather that's kind of an adventure story. Is that true? It is, and it's part of a, a genre of literature that was very popular in the 19th century, and particularly in the 1830s and 40s when this story was published. And that's a genre of what is sometimes called the found document genre. So the story is presented as if it were a random leaf from a manuscript of a sailor. Lashing the sea with his enormous tail until he threw about him a cloud of surf and spray, he came down at full speed, jaws on with the determination, apparently of doing battle in earnest. As he drew near, with his long curved back looming occasionally above the surface of the billows, we perceived that it was white as the surf around him, and the men stared aghast at each other as they uttered in a suppressed tone the terrible name 
of mocha dick. And in the course of sailing around the Pacific, ships would encounter each other and say, have you seen this white whale? Have you encountered mocha dick? It became a, a kind of calling card. And that's an aspect of the story that Melville picks up in Moby Dick as well, when the ships say to each other, hast thou seen the white whale? And But much of the story then consists of the active, exciting, full-action narration of the mate describing how he's going, he and his whaleboat are capturing the whale. And it ends with their description of their ultimate triumph over this creature. Dick was the longest whale I ever looked upon. He measured more than 70 feet from his noddle to the tips of his flukes and yielded 100 barrels of clear oil with a proportionate quantity of head matter. It may emphatically be said that the scars of his old wounds were near his new, for not less than 20 harpoons did we draw from his back, the rusted mementos of many a desperate encounter. So what, obviously there must be some kind of relationship of one to the other. Did, did Mocha Dick inspire Herman Melville's Moby Dick? Yes, it's it's fairly widely acknowledged that Mocha Dick was one of the sources that Melville drew on in writing Moby Dick, which came out 12 years after the Reynolds story was published. Um, and the Reynolds story was published in a New York literary magazine that Melville would have likely read or would have encountered. He was a New Yorker. He was part of or aspired to be part of that New York literary scene. So it's likely that he saw the story and even if he never got his hands on a copy of Reynolds's story in the Knickerbocker, Melville might have heard the story of the white whale when he himself was a working sailor, which he was for a total of seven years. 